Welcome to the Weekend Entertainment Edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Production Studios, your host, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. Welcome to Laugh, episode 164. It's a wee laugh for the July 22nd weekend. I'm your host, Ryan Bull. Joining me across the table, as always, is Richard Lusk. How are you? Uh, wonderful. <laughs> I was trying to say something interesting, but I didn't. Nah. Instead. You're overwhelmed by the cacophony of films coming out this weekend. This is a big, huge, giant weekend for me and the box office challenge. This is your make or break weekend. You have all three of these films. All three of them have to make over $100 billion. (laughs) So I'm encouraging everybody to go see it. I won't say anything bad about any of these movies. Hard sell the whole time. This is going to be a big surprise for you. You'd be like, because normally you come in here and you think, oh, let's just say some negative things about movies and how horrible they are, or how horrible they're going to be. But this is a premier movie weekend. So in ten minutes after we've previewed all these, and I go, where do you spend your money? Yeah, What's the one movies. film you're going to see? You're going to be like, triple feature. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, where would you like to start then? Since let's, I mean, these are your films. All right. This is this is the big movie. movie Money maker sequel. My my theory with the box office challenge is you got to go with an animated sequel. At some point in the seven films, one of those is going to do fairly well. So I chose Ice Age Collision Collision Course, which is coming out this weekend, and it's about uh the the Ice Age animals. Everyone's favorite pachyderm. Uh, I don't think he's a pachyderm. He's a woolly mammoth. Isn't that a pachyderm? Oh, pachyderm is a elephant. Yeah. Isn't a woolly mammoth just a furry elephant? I don't know. I think they're they're mammoths and they're woolly and furry. All right. I think For what the, used to be everyone's favorite pachyderm. I think the woolly mammoth is my spirit animal. All right. <laughs> played by Ray Romano. Also, Sid the Sloth is played like uh, by John Leguizamo, who is a big, very good part of the Infiltrator. And Dennis Leary plays Diego. The uh, saber-toothed tiger. Mm-hmm. I like those saber-toothed tigers. I don't like regular tigers, but if you put a giant saber-tooth on the outside of a mouth of a tiger, then it makes it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> to okay. me, anyway. And then it also has Scrat in it. Scrat is a little chipmunk or squirrel mm-hmm. or whatever that's chasing after an acorn. Apparently, it's his pursuit of the elusive acorn that accidentally sets off the cosmic events that transform and threaten the world and or bring the world into the ice age. And Sid, Manny, Diego, and the rest of the herd must leave their home and embark on a quest full of comedy and adventure, traveling to exotic new lands and encountering a host of wonderful new characters. So, Woo. Yeah. This is the fifth film in the series? Yep. Ice Age Collision Course. <sighs> yeah. Uh, not a fan of the series. Sorry. Well, you, you should be a fan. You should go see it this weekend. Now, I, I think I've only seen the first two films, and the first one actually benefited from a huge Ice Age on the East Coast when it was first released. Oh, really? Because it was released in the winter. There was a huge storm earlier that week. Almost the entire East Coast was snowed in. 
it finally starts melting by the time this film came out everyone just wanted to get out of their house so it did really well hmm. you know sometimes those kid films if you put them in at the right time there's nothing else in theaters for kids uh people haven't been able to travel for a while they will go and flock to it unfortunately this film's competing against finding dory and the secret life of pets right that's that's hard yeah for me i mean i see it made it's consistently made around 40 to 50 million in box office like there's four movies Mm -hmm. in the in the ice age universe so I was expecting it to make around forty million, but it's going to have to get around a hundred million in order for me to be to have a successful chance at uh, winning the box office challenge this summer. Who knows? Stranger things have happened, but I don't think it's going to win the box office. I'm not super convinced it's going to be beat the Secret Life of Pets. I think it's going to be close. Secret Life didn't drop off much last weekend. It's probably going to make. 30 to 35. Yeah, it could fall. It could be fifth. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I think the movie that wins the box office this weekend is Star Trek Beyond. This is the third film in the reboot of the Star Trek films. Uh, these star Chris Pine, Carl Urban, Zachary Quinto, Simon Pegg, Anton Yelkin, and Zoe Saldana as, you know, playing all the original cast member parts. Uh, this time, the U.S. S Enterprise crew explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space where they encounter a new ruthless enemy who puts them and everything the Federation stands for to the test. Is it Jeff Bezos? Isn't he an alien or something? Yeah. Is he the enemy? Yeah, the Amazon CEO. Yeah. yeah, he was just announced as part of the cast. They like to throw people in to these films. They do a lot of stunt casting, I guess you could say. Have they gone on their five-year mission yet exploring strange new worlds and seeking out new lives and new civilizations uh, they, they don't do that's it's not a five-year mission now they have gone out on missions with this crew and apparently they're going back out in space the thing i don't like about the new star trek reboot is the militaristic um sort of attitude in it like the last one was special effects marathon of uh, Cumberbatch into yeah, darkness. Wasn't it? It was basically like fighting terrorists in space. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> you had RoboCop in there. Yeah, it wasn't. It it wasn't enjoyable. I like movies that are more reflective in state and more true to the to the spirit of Gene Roddenberry. They have freaking laser beams. They better use them. They have what their photon cannon. It's yeah, I, I I mean. But it's not. I mean, the Enterprise was not set up set up to be a uh, a military weapon, and yet so. they put weapons on. I, I'm looking for defensive to weapons. I, I know uh, earlier this week we were reviewing the Infiltrators, and I said, you know, it's nice to have a movie that has some meat on the bone. You know, a serious drama. You know, sometimes you get a little sick of popcorn. You know what? I'm ready for popcorn now. All right. So this is a movie that you're interested and in, eager to go see. Yeah, I like I like Chris Pine. I really like Carl Urban. I hope this movie does well, so finally we can get a sequel to Dread. He, okay. he plays Judge Dread. Is, uh, what is was, he in this movie? He's um. Is he a new character? No, he's uh, not, uh he's the guy. Damn it, Jim! I'm not a engineer or whatever. Maybe he's oh, an engineer. Okay, whoever uh, that guy is, McCoy. The, the McCoy, McCoy. Yeah, Bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, as you can tell, I'm not a huge Star Trek. No, I didn't even know junkie. that that guy was in Dread. I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, What's his name? Carl Urban. He's not. <laughs> He's not a, a country music singer. It's Keith Urban, I think. <laughs> okay. 
That's why I'm so confused. I, all right. Yeah, no, Carl there Urban. Go. He, he, good. Dread is an underrated gem. Sometime we're going to have to do an episode on underrated gems all you right. know, that came in under the radar the last five years. Fair enough. Dread is one of those. Now, uh, the writer for this is Simon Pegg, right? Yes. Or correct, I mean. Is it possible that he adds too much? Uh, I mean, he's, he's more comedic, it seems like, in the past. Uh, Justin Lin is known for Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. So it could be a pretty good combination of comedy and uh, action. Mm-hmm. But is it possible that that will kill the franchise? Like, could this movie be too much of a of an actiony sort of comedy thing? And then, yeah, uh, I, I see your point. I mean, right now, apparently, the early reviews are pretty positive, but early reviews almost always are. If this doesn't do terribly well. We'll still have more Star Trek films. They're getting ready to do a TV show. So, you know, at the very least, then they would spin off the TV show and do a movie. You could have room for crossovers when, there. When, when do they start remaking Star Trek The Next Generation with a new Oh, Picard? recast it? Yeah. I don't know. Or do they ever do that? You know who they get to play Picard in the new one? James McAvoy. He's the one that played Professor X in the reboot of the X-Men series. Because he's bald now? Well, because he's played Patrick Stewart before. Okay. I think he should, whenever they reboot a Patrick oh, Stewart okay. role. All right. So cast, he should be, yeah. when they redo Green Room, he'll yeah. be in that. Uh, do they, I don't think that they'll, I don't, they probably won't even do that, though. Reboot Next right. Generation? Because they are doing that TV show. But aren't they just putting it out online or for streaming services of CBS? I'm not exactly sure how it's coming out. I know that there are some fan versions of Star Trek. And one of them has probably 20 hours of content uh-huh. and it's pretty high production values. Uh-huh. So if you want to get your Star Trek fix, there is plenty of stuff to go out there and watch. Yeah, but that doesn't answer my question. Yeah. I thought that I read somewhere that the, the new Star Trek was set up to sell CBS's streaming subscription and they're only going to be able to get it. Through streaming. a streaming service. I haven't read that, but oh. it, it's possible. But with the way people stream stuff now, I don't think that's a problem. A lot of people watch all their stuff uh, through their Roku player or through their smart uh-huh. apps on their TV. Hmm. All right. Well, if you can keep people from playing Pokemon Go long enough, they should go see Star Trek Beyond. But if they don't, go see either Ice Age, Collision Course, or Star Trek Beyond. They should see... The movie that I think is the sleeper hit of the year, Lights Out. At current, uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, this is rating at a hundred percent. After two reviews, no, I think there were like nineteen reviews. People are really high on this movie. It's based on a short that came out, I think, in two thousand and six. That we have shown. I know I've shown to my film class. I've shown this to most of my classes for the last probably three years or so. Yeah. Well, my students said, told me about the movie that they're making in a full length movie and uh, asked me if I was going to go see it. And I, I was surprised. I hadn't heard about that. So they, they gave me information about uh, a movie I hadn't seen or a movie that I showed them, but I didn't know that they were actually making a full length movie out of this. Teenagers follow the horror movies and they love them. Some PG 13 horror movies that have a great premise to it. Uh, what's this movie's premise? When uh, young Rebecca, played by Teresa Palmer, left home, she thought her childhood fears were behind her. And as a young girl growing up, she was never really sure of 
what was real when the lights went out and uh, out at night. Now her little brother Martin is experiencing the same unexplained and terrifying events that jeopardized her safety and sanity. Holding a mysterious attachment to their mother, played by Maria Bello, the supernatural entity has returned with a vengeance to torment the entire family. This is directed by David Sandberg, who is the husband of the star of the short, Lada, Lada Lusten, who, who is also in this movie. She makes an appearance in this movie as well. Yeah. He's directing Annabelle 2. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, so he's coming out. Pretty uh, big into the horror movies. But, I mean, that's where a lot of directors have to cut their teeth. Uh, the screenplay is by Eric Heisser, who is doing the Denis Villeneuve's sci-fi follow-up to Sicario, uh, hmm. the movie Arrival, which, which looks really interesting. Yeah, so. it comes out later this fall. And, the, and I think that the combination of screenplay and uh, Sandberg's commitment to this property is what is making it have such a high appeal to critics. And it has to be, um, I suppose it has to pay off on jump scares and have a combination of story and theme and acting. And it doesn't have a very high threshold to, in order to be, to get there, to get there. I think, I think one of the smart things I heard the director talking, he said, he's trying to do as much stuff practically as possible. Use very little CGI. And the, uh, trick of the movie, the hook is that this creature only comes out in the darkness when the lights go out. Mm -hmm. So that lends itself very well to practical effects. I mean, it's all about set design, setting up your camera angles properly, and lighting, you know, turning lights on and off. And when stuff's in shadows, you don't have to see it real clearly. You can probably get away with someone in makeup, you know, uh, prosthetics. You don't need CGI. Yeah, and and they're finding a lot of interesting ways to, to do that lights off lights on mm-hmm. sort of a uh, trick i think in this movie they're showing it batteries running low <laughs> storm knocks out the electricity I th- for this movie to work sound design has to be really good it has to feel immersive if you're in a theater that has that good surround sound and you can hear something run by behind you that's what's going to pull you into this movie that's what's going to scare the pants off these teenagers i think also this movie might be elevated also by uh, its theme of the idea of mental illness, which plays into this. So there might be something more than just supernatural explanations, and they might be dealing with darker themes that appeal that are actually in the real world. So that might elevate the film above other films of this ilk. It could. Um, so now we're at the point in the show. You got to spend your money. What film do you go see? All three of them. All three triple feature. <laughs> do the triple feature, man. Okay, which one of those do you go see first? Then I think Dad wants to see Star Trek Beyond, so we probably will go see that together. Okay. I'm probably seeing Star Trek Beyond. This uh, is Lights Out coming out on Wednesday? Not that I read. All right, so nothing. None of these are coming out on Wednesday because I can make it a, like a three day weekend. Nothing's coming movies. out early. So all right, unfortunately. Um, so what if you're staying home? It's supposed to be a heat wave this week. You don't want to go out, travel to the theater. What if you want to stay home and do some streaming? What All you right. got? I have some... I know that you also get annoyed with my obscure streaming picks that aren't necessarily on Netflix or Amazon. You can go to YouTube and check out the, this channel. And uh, if you search for Nash Edgerton, who is the brother of Joel Edgerton, look for uh, 
any one of these three movies. They're short films. One of them stars Teresa Palmer, who's also in the uh, Lights Out, which we just mentioned. She stars with Nash Edgerton in The Bear. So if you wanted to have that connection to the <laughs> Lights Out and show and, and see that one first, that's fine. The best of the three, I think, is Spider. And then there's also a short called Lucky. And each of them are about four to seven minutes long. Spider is the best. I don't really know uh, how to talk about them without giving away because they're so short. But let's just say they're all variations on the theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, thoroughly enjoyable, and I recommend you go to YouTube and watch them. They're also on Vimeo, and you can find them in some other uh, streaming locations. If you do a uh, search for Nash Edgerton, The Bear, Spider, or Lucky, those are my streaming picks. I like them. Uh, you introduced me to these uh, the past this past weekend. I watched them maybe 20 minutes worth of viewing. Yeah, so, they're just pretty quick. But uh, all very enjoyable. Yeah. So, uh, Nice. Well, if you're going to head by the Red Bots this weekend, you can pick up Midnight Special. This was a film we reviewed back on Laugh number 142. It comes to us from director Jeff Nichols, who's a Laugh favorite. He's done such movies as Shotgun Stories, Mud, and he's got the upcoming film Loving, which is probably going to be up for a lot of awards consideration. I'll go out on a limb and say Jeff Nichols gets nominated for Best Director this year. Midnight Special, I really enjoyed. I like those old Steven Spielberg films like E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. This is a love letter to that. Uh, in this movie, a father played by Michael Shannon and his son go on the run. They're pursued by the government. The kid has something that the government wants. There's also a cult that wants what this kid has. They're helped along by Joel Edgerton, the brother of Nash Edgerton, Mm -hmm. who did those shorts that you just talked about. Also in the film are Kirsten Dunst and Adam Driver. Uh, Listen to our review of it. You probably only listened to about 20 minutes because really the less you know going into this film, the better. I was really big on this. You were somewhere middle of the road. Yeah, I thought Aaron uh, Adam Driver was the best part of it. Fair enough. And, uh, Probably Joel Edgerton was in there. So the, so the secondary and tertiary characters were the were the highlights of the movie. But yeah, I would recommend it. Okay, yeah, I, and it's a, it's a pretty good recommendation. That's available on Redbox, and then uh, again, your streaming pits this week are from the good old YouTube. Go watch the three films: Bear, Spider, and Lucky. Coming on theaters this week are three movies: Ice Age Collision Course. Lights Out and Star Trek Beyond. We're both saying go watch Star Trek, but you'd rather everyone go see all three films yeah. to help you out in the box office challenge. That's Laugh 164. Next week's show, I guess we're reviewing Star Trek Beyond? For Probably, 165. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's a good bet. If not, we'll be back with a review of some other movie, but until then, thank you for joining me, L-Train. Thank you. There be dragons. Don't say bye.